0: Welcome to Let's Do Video podcast number four. We're very excited to be here today. We have a, a full house, uh, but before I make my introductions, I'd like to take care of a few housekeeping items, um, and then I'll introduce the full panel. First of all, the Let's Do Video podcast is not a sponsored podcast. Uh, this is not an infomercial. The reason we're just doing this is because we talk to people in the industry all day, every day, and it's always great conversations, and this is just a way of, of sharing the fun we have with our, with our, with our listening audience. Um, before we start, before we make introductions, I'd like to do one quick plug and four quick shout-outs. A uh, quick plug to my friend David Petrasig at Adisound, who, um who is letting us use some of his uh, headsets to test out today uh, for, this, for this podcast. Any questions about Adisound or the headsets, you can reach Dave directly at 708-308-7746. Um, and now I'd like to give a couple really quick shout-outs just to people in the industry I've been talking to lately, um, one to Amari Clapp at video and the whole video team. They're always great to, to get in touch with, uh, Greg Douglas from Yorktel. I had an excellent chat with recently. Um, he's, he's back in the, in the business and, and making it happen. Uh, Melissa Hudson at AGT. Um, one of the best in the biz, uh, big Mike B, Mike brandafino always good to touch base with him. Everyone's waiting to see what he's going to do next and uh, hopefully you'll be finding out from me. Um, and finally Helene Garcia at Starley. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, uh, got a lot of advice getting Let's Do Video going. My conversation with her was invaluable. Helene, I owe you one. Okay, so with that behind us, let's get into the podcast. We have with us here today from Let's Do Video, our superstar CTO, Video Anna, here for her debut podcast. We also have our contributing writer, um, uh, Corey Moss, also known as Mr. Disruption himself, and everyone, please stay tuned for the whole podcast because at the end, Corey has some shoutouts of his own, and he wants to share a, a quick story about some uh, very funny um, uh, things that have been going on in the AV community on Twitter. It's a blast, so please stay tuned for that. And now I'd like to let my special guests uh, – today we have two guests from Akano. Akano is uh, – hard to believe you've only been around one year. You guys have been moving fast. So Gene and Larry, let me let you introduce yourselves.
1: Sure. So I'm Gina Rosauer. So I am the CMO at Econo. Um, my background is I was the head of global marketing at Tanberg, uh, and then we were acquired by Cisco, and I headed up the telepresence marketing team there, rebranded. Um, about a year and a half ago, actually, the first conversation I think was with Larry, um, of brought me back in to get ready for the launch, which then happens in June. So it's been an exciting, wild ride, and we'd love to talk about it.
0: Excellent. And Larry?
2: Great. Uh, Larry Satterfield. I uh, lead worldwide sales here at Econo. Uh, my background, very similar to Gene's. I was uh, running Tamburg Americas before the Cisco acquisition, and then I led Cisco's uh, collaboration sales effort, for the Americas prior to joining Econo, uh, officially joined Econo in May of 2013, uh, right before we started shipping gear, which, which was in August of 2013, so happy to be with you guys again.
0: Really appreciate you, you all being here today, uh, and this is a full panel here today, so we're going to try to give everyone a chance to, to get some input in and keep, keep the things moving. Um, Now, the first topic I'd like to discuss is actually something I mentioned in our last podcast, uh, a trend. um, I don't know if it's a trending solution or a trending problem, but it's something I'm seeing in the enterprise itself where people are demanding that we come in and fix it. And since Takano actually has a way to address that, I want to kind of bring up the problem again and let Gene and Larry speak to how they see this problem and what they're doing to address it. Now, the way I learned about this was... Um, I was working on a consulting project for a large enterprise, a lot of video systems, everyone on link. And they were saying to me, the the CTO was saying to me that they have all of these meetings and everyone's calling in on audio and he wants to put up a laptop in each room with a with a, a, a webcam in it and s- connect it to link so they can call in on link. I said, okay, you could do that, but for a meeting, it would really be a better experience if you had a Meeting room solution in there, you know, Cisco Polycom, whatever. Because so, oh yeah, we do have those in there. We use them four times a year. Like wow, that's that's some really fantastic ROI you're getting there. Because so, no, we love them. The experience is fantastic, but just we only use them for those four big meetings. Well, why don't you have the people who use Link to call in on those? Wouldn't that be a fantastic experience? Better than audio, better than a laptop. Well, David, that'd be the dream. But come on, that's interrupt. We know we know interrupts a headache. I don't even want to start with that. That um, there happen to be a, a couple ways to deal with the problem these days. It's it's you know it's not 2010 anymore. It's 2014. Let's have a chat. So uh, and and you know while while obviously I am a fan of Econo, I have to be fair. We're not the only ones to do it. There's different ways of, of, of you know different ways of solving every problem. But since Econo does solve this problem, I want to give um, Gene and Larry a chance to address why they think it's so important what they're hearing from the enterprise, and how it exactly works with Econo.
2: Okay, um, so I guess I'll jump in. Um, the, uh, it's interesting, you know, since we launched, you know, we probably have over 350 paying customers, either in the cloud or deploying our solution on-prem in some fashion as software or, or as an appliance. Um, What's interesting is that I would gather uh, that 65% of those customers today have link deployments and have rolled out pretty sizable link deployments. So that's one commonality uh, amongst most of our customers. The second is that they either have Cisco or Polycom uh, boardroom or conference room uh, solutions as well. And there's a big desire to engage the link users with the conference rooms and have full functionality between them. And, uh, you know, I think we were even a little surprised at, at how important that was. And we didn't have to go in and see these clients and, and, and try to help create a problem. They had a problem. So it made, made selling a lot easier. We walk in the door. Here's the problem. And then here we are trying to solve it. What we brought to the table was a full integration with Link 2010 and 2013, um, bi directional content share, the ability for uh, having uh, those, comp- those boardrooms or conference rooms talk directly to the Link rooms and engage in conferencing. And we did it all uh, by what we call a co space. And a co space for us is a virtual meeting room, but it's radically different because it allows audio participants, link participants, Jabber participants, anybody come into that that virtual meeting room and have what we would call full functionality, full functionality being that bi-directional uh, uh, content sharing. You Want to add something, Gene?
1: Yeah. I think what's important, um, really important about our solution is that it preserves the link experience. So. You know, usage and adoption has been one of those uh, big bear of an issue, um, frankly, in all UC. And by preserving the linked experience, what you're familiar with, and yet being able to connect to things, you know, Cisco, and then the Cisco Jabber or Cisco Video Room, being able to preserve their Cisco experience, it really makes it very usable for the end user because they're able to keep that experience they like. We're not asking them to change the way they've been. So. Even, like, escalating a call in link where you can drag and drop, they can do that with Econo, um, as well as with co-spaces that then uh, share the you know, systems and the other well. So, um, I think preserving a user experience has been really a key.
0: You know, that's something I, I noticed, and and I haven't done a full e of of, you know, all the link um, um, integrations that are going on out there, but I do remember that when I was doing some light testing of the econo one, I reached out to to our friends in in Econa tech support and I said okay so where 's the plugin How do I install it? What do I got to configure like, David, you just make it an entry in your link as if it was a friend <laughs> it 's just another it 's just another friend in your contact list is akana room whatever room it is i'm like oh okay that's I like that I, and I think you know i 'm sure your customers do too that 's um and the user experience and ease of use is really key.
1: Yeah, you know, our experience, you know, we, we uh, Frost recently did some research on this too, and they're showing that almost 50% of CIOs actually plan on more tightly integrating their disparate systems. And I think it was like less than 30% actually plan on going with one vendor, you know, so only the Cisco or only the Link. So there's this big need in the marketplace to figure out how to get the big titans to work together. And that's really the space we're filling, right? We're making it so that you don't have to you know, rip and replace. You can just add in a econo, preserve the user experience that they're used to, and you need to know what anyone else's technology is. I mean, like a phone call. You, can't, you know, If you're on an Apple iPhone, you shouldn't have to know if someone else is on a Samsung. It shouldn't matter at all. And that's what we need and use to use the up.
0: And, that, and that's a big thing I'm hearing from customers is, uh, you know, when I'm uh, or consulting clients, when they're talking about the video they want in their industry, it's their please don't sell me something new that makes me throw out everything old. We just got this stuff working. We love it. We really love it. Whether it's Polycom or Cisco, um, the, the systems work great these days. The experience is fantastic. And, and what they're looking for is more ROI, They're looking to expand the use of it, not to start all over again. So uh, I think it's a key thing for cloud services such as Akano to, to respect that and keep that in mind. Anyone else have any thoughts on Link? We're ready to move on to the, to the next topic here. All right, um. So, so moving on, there's been a huge trend in the last three or four years. Actually, not a trend. It's more of a, a revolution or a change. Video conferencing was a product-based um, um, you know, enterprise. We sold boxes. Open the box, you set up a camera, and that's what you're what you're buying. And I'm I'm sure our, our friends from Okano, back when they were at Cisco and back at Tam,berg that's what that's what you were doing. But now we're a service based industry, and everything's changed. the The way the salespeople are compensated, the way people work, the way people are are the marketing, everything. It's um, it's it, it, so I wanted to ask you how how hard has that been for you? Have you been able to modify? Have you have to start from scratch? It's a completely different world.
1: Oh, uh, well, I can, I can, well, Larry, you start, and
2: then I'll jump in. Thank sure, you. sure. So when you, if, when you talk about kind of how, it, how different it, it has become, it's, it's really more than just selling a service. In fact, you know, we offer flexible deployment models, right? So customers can still buy our software on our optimized appliance. So there's still that aspect of what we do. And secondly, they can, and this is really a revolution, they can just buy our software, right? And put it on a VM. That is as equally as as different as selling it as a service, you know, working with our cloud providers. So you got selling the software on a VM, you have selling it as a service, you know, for your cloud providers, both of those are pretty new to the to the industry but i think that um that we saw this coming and uh i think if you compensate your sales force in a way that encourages them to be very flexible with their customers and give their customers the choice it becomes rather uneventful in terms of the sales process when you tell a customer i'm going to take deployment off the table You know, depending on how you're organized or what's important to your business, you can acquire a solution anyway. And if I'm compensating properly, that's what my sales force does. And and that's what you see at Econo. We walk in, we offer the three different ways of having your uh, deployment. And then we get to the customer issues and the customer problems because the customer isn't thinking, oh, I got to worry about how I'm going to get this deployed. They know we have that flexibility available. You want to add to
1: that, Gene? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I guess I come at this both from a personal and a prof- professional way. So, from the personal side, you know, after I left Cisco, I was a—I I, work with CIOs to build their businesses, and there is a lot of cloud services out there for people like me or, or small companies like me. And to me, that's what's really disruptive about what's going on now in this industry, which you know typically has served more large enterprises. Now that there's services available, it opens it up to you know a department within a large organization. It opens up to SMBs, um, and then even the large enterprises. I know, you know, I have, I have friends that manage IT in large organizations, and they are looking at should we move everything to the cloud? Um, so it really is very exciting to think about this new model, and you know what's next will we start having. Um, this service that we're doing here is offered by huge, you know, service providers that you just pay monthly bill to. And from an econo marketing standpoint, it's been a new experience, but we really had a great partner in Tata Communications, who, you know, we announced back in June that we, our econo is the platform that Tata is going to market with um, for their GMV UC Cloud service. And so, you know, together we were able to work with, you know, someone that had been. You know, a major player in the industry in cloud uh, working with us. And that helped a lot. But then recently, we also just announced, and thank you for covering it in, in LDV, uh, Collaboration Square, who is you know, taking a slightly different approach to cloud services and offering them to resellers um, so that they have a turnkey service. So now between Tata and Collaboration Square, resellers can also... So it's, there's just this great story now about how people can get on the cloud very quickly and I just see it taking the industry by storm.
0: Yeah. And a, a final thought on that. I realize I didn't I didn't as as much as I opened this discussion up by saying it's so hard it's almost impossible, I didn't even give you guys enough credit because it's not simply switching from selling products to selling services, it's switching from selling products to offering everything. Hybrid Product, service, appliance—you guys have to be ready to, to sell it all. So that's even a, 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 a an additional complication to it. Um, all right, uh, moving on to the to the next topic, uh, I want to give um, turn it over to our friend Corey, Mr. Disruption. Uh, Kano has been about as disruptive as it gets, and I know Corey, you've been you've been following them very closely. So I want to um, ask you for your thoughts. Um, I mean, your thoughts on disruption in general and econo and, and whatever you feel like um, I'm bringing to the table today, my friend.
3: Well, uh, disruption, what can I say? Um, probably a lot. Uh, disruption's been going on for a little while. Actually, uh, I kind of brought it my own way to the table a little while back, and uh, it really started with disruptive forces and rave publications. Um Akano story is very interesting and of course i was working with uh, uh with gene and larry on disruptive forces and it was actually the first time i had gotten to meet uh both of them and um <laughs> hey larry do you remember where that interview took place where i was Oh, geez. i don't know if you remember you? i was sitting in front of a starbucks in reston that's
2: right. You were. You sure were. You were like outside, weren't you?
3: you were. I was sitting outside Starbucks. As a matter of fact, there were two people sitting next to me, asking me what I was doing. And I told them, they said, oh, can we watch? So I had two people <laughs> watching in while we were talking. The, the thing was, I couldn't get back to my office in time. So I know Larry's schedule is uh, pretty pinpoint. So, you know, I had to do it then. But it was, a, it was a tremendous discussion, and Larry and I, I think we really connected on perspective in the industry, uh, basically about how disruptive the industry has gotten, uh, the kinds of things Econo has done, uh, coming from the Cisco, the Tanberg days, and all of that, and of course, I had worked in integration for quite some time, so you know my familiarity with Tanberg at that point, um, but... Kind of give me perspective, Larry and even Gene, I guess, from disruptive forces up till now, uh, kind of what disruption has meant to you guys from that point up, up till this point.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, I guess you know, I would start with you know, we, there's, we felt like coming into this space that there was no single platform today with a lot of scale that could handle audio, video and web collaboration all at once and we we continue every, enterprise after enterprise that we visit with talks about having one stovepipe for audio conferencing one for video conferencing and one for web collaboration so i've got atnt or intercall or somebody or bt doing audio i have webex or adobe connect or one of those guys and then i got somebody's bridge and none of them talk to each other so therefore, I can't get outside of my organization to my consumers, and I can't get to my business suppliers. And our ability to bring all of that together under one platform and enabling them now through WebRTC or any other technology coming into a space, our virtual meeting room, enabling them to connect with consumers and, and, and business suppliers and partners, it's just been huge. It changes how they do business, it really because when it's just within your enterprise, you can figure it out. You can suffer some things that maybe you don't suffer when you want to talk to your consumer or when you want to talk to your partner. So th- this, that's the real disruption. I can talk to my customers and my partners at, with a high level of quality and I have increased access to them. And that's what's really been disruptive in the technology that we've delivered.
0: You know, Larry, you really just, just opened my mind to a, a new way of thinking about disruption that I'd never thought about before. I'm so focused on what this industry is doing that, in my mind, all the disruption is within the industry. I have so much. You know, I used to write an article every couple of weeks. Now, I have to, now I'm behind. I have to write every day. There's so much happening. Things are changing so fast. Companies that didn't exist a year ago are all over the place. It's, it's, and in my mind, when we talk about disruption, that was my focus. There's a domino effect. Because as disruption happens in this industry, we're the hub of every other industry on the planet. When they talk to their clients, when they talk to their customers, when they talk to themselves, they're using right. collaboration solutions. So they're having their own internal disruptions as they use these tools and gain more productivity. And then that carries on to the next level to their customers and clients. So it's a lot Absolutely. bigger than I, than I realized.
4: Yeah, and, and have have art- examples.
0: Sorry.
1: Uh, I was just going to bring up, you know, we have examples of customers doing that. You know, there's an accounting firm that's nationwide that their culture is to be close to their customer. And what this has allowed them to do is is leave their hub offices and move closer to their customers so that they can see them on a more regular basis. So, you know, it's even changing the way they do business. And then uh, you know we have a, a healthcare network that has now been able to bring in all of the doctors pharmacists and hospitals you know um, they talk about having 130,000 co spaces so you know that's changing the way they do business and they're able now to also connect to their patients at home which before you'd have to you know wheel in a very expensive telemedicine card to do that and now you can have an iPad um, and be able to be connected to an helicopter so it really is just changing the way people do medicine, the way they manage their wealth clients, the way they uh, teach, even. Um, you know, we have schools doing this, and looking at um, having their college extension courses taught a bit
0: Yeah, and In my mind, that's, that's I,
1: as exciting as
0: it is just to look at the development and the tools themselves. The real excitement is what you're talking about, the way it's being used. And I want to touch back on that 130,000... Uh, a co-space comment you just made in a few minutes, but first, I want to address the whole co- co-space issue. Um, there's 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 more than one video interrupt cloud on the block, and they all have their differentiators. <laughs> some are better at A, B, and C, and some better at E, F, and G. But one of the most notable, I think, differentiators of Akano is the co-space concept. Uh, now, Anna, my CTO, is our hands-on. Uh, well, she's my CTO. She's the tech person. She makes it all work. So she's been working with the CoSpaces, I want to give her a chance to to give her, you know, first person, hands on thoughts on that whole um, part of the solution. So, Anna, what do you, what do you think about the whole? Can you describe first, and then explain what you think about the whole co space concept?
4: Sure. Um, first, I'd like to start by saying that I think that the Econo Co space is fantastic. I've had really great experiences just getting all the benefits of um, really using it for our team as a project management tool. Um, Basically, we've created about 10 to 12 co-spaces for a variety of different projects, anything ranging from what we want to do for original content on our website to web development. Um, Anytime that our team gets an idea, we update the co-space. And it's great because we can have our virtual meetings there. Um, for each of those co-spaces, so it works great for me because I get a lot of great ideas late at night, before bed, and I just update my co-space, and I have fresh ideas to work from the following day, so I think it's safe to say that all of us on our team, we sleep better at night because of, of the benefits <laughs> of having co-space. Even if I log out, I log back in, and all the information, anything I put is still there, so I think it's, it's wonderful.
0: In, in my mind, that's the real key, is the the offline, the async um, uh, ability of it, because uh, well, Anna, Anna doesn't sleep, so she works all night. I'm, I sleep. <laughs> I'm an old middle-aged guy, in my sleep, but with, with other solutions, we do our work, and then once the meeting's closed, the meeting is closed. The project is closed. Maybe you send me an email, maybe you put it in a notepad or something, but that's it. Uh, with the co-spaces, if we're working on you know, whatever project, or the podcast project, for example, Anna has an idea, she knocks something out in the middle of the night, when I log in in the morning, it's there, and I go, oh, that's a great idea. I can't wait to discuss that at the next meeting. It's it's not just, yeah, the deal works good now. It's, hey, we can have some real workflow things going on here. Um, and and, then, and what really blew my mind as we were preparing for this, when Gene let me know about the, uh, the, the one customer with 130,000 co-spaces, I never even considered that. I was thinking uh, of, of organizations like myself where you have yeah, 10, 12 projects going on at once, mm-hmm. and – you have them all there, but the fact that hundred and thirty thousand is actually manageable—they can find the right co spaces, they can get into them. It's all there. Um, I, I'm just—I'm just blown away by that scale. We—we were you at a condo kind of expecting that. I obviously you were ready to support it technically, but were you expecting it, you know, in reality? Well, you
2: know, I think we were expecting. If you think about it, our product really started as a service provider grade product. So there was an expectation there would be heavy usage, particularly in the co space, and you know if you think about it from a short term, medium term, long term, our co- you know you hear customers and large enterprises in particular talk about giving every person within their organization their own virtual meeting room. We would say you give everybody their own co space and let them create multiple co spaces. It's a software-based solution, unlimited code-based capability. In the short term, yeah, it just brings everybody together. It says Link, you can come in. Jabber, you can come in. Uh, CMA, you can come in. SIP device, you can come in. Whatever it is, Skype audio, come on in and visit and meet in that meeting room. But it also has persistent chat. It also, you can load pictures in there. That's kind of short term right now but imagine it as a workflow tool, which is what it sounds like Anna's using. You have different amount of co-spaces, and I bounce from meeting to meeting to meeting, right? And it's just tying up the resources of the meeting I happen to be in. I use it as a, work, a workflow tool. So as we enhance the co-space, it'll become more and more a workflow tool to allow people to kind of store data within that co-space and access data within that co-space. So yeah, that was the vision for it. We're thrilled that we got somebody doing 130,000 already. Who who would who'd have thought in the first year? But the, the vision has always been let's create something that really drives the usage of these collaboration tools and impacts the workflow for the for our customers.
0: Yeah. And and I think the co-space aspect does help drive usage because People are still in the old mind frame of when I want to talk to someone, I you know, pick up my phone and I call them. And, and we need to give them help to, to kind of guide them towards using the video solutions. We need to get them there um, yeah. because opening it up, logging in, you know, it, it's, it takes a while. But if the co-spaces are where all the notes are where all the links are, where all the, the documents are linked to, where, where, where the agendas are, it's going to stay open all day anyway. And if it's open, right. jumping into a meeting, you just click that little button on the top there. So yeah. I think it really helps to drive adoption to tie the video to the workflow. Completely agree. All right. Let's, um, let's start wrapping up. I'm going to give everyone um, a couple minutes for, for final thoughts. And, and then for our exciting closer, uh, uh, Corey wants to share a, a story of something that's been happening in, in Twitter. Um, my final thoughts, I just want to really thank everyone. This has been a, a fun one, um, and it kind has been exciting. I want to thank you guys for, for letting me cover you and working so closely with me. Um, and, uh, you know, if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out to me, you can always find me at David at Let's Do Video or just Let'sDoVideo.com. Um, uh, Ana, any, any closing thoughts?
4: Um, yeah, I would also like to thank everybody. Um, this has been my, my debut podcast, so it's been, been great. Um, it's a really great topic for me because I'm always using uh, Meccano, so that's why I thought it would be valuable to have my input on this, it's just from someone that uses it every day, um, hands-on, and it, it, it's really helped our team stay organized and uh, continue on with the work. So thank you very much.
0: And just to, to be fair, we 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 yeah, I I as we are using it and testing it, but um you know we are are third party. We can't endorse it. It's not our full time solution. We have to use and test everything. So we'll next week it'll be something else. Next week something else. But we'll be this will be in the rotation. Um, Absolutely. And, and one more point, not to step on step on you on it, but I just remembered something else um, that I wanted to mention was, um, I, I there's a trend in video conferencing. Well, not a trend, but just um. The way it worked historically was a few years ago, I really had to push people to get on video. And then it changed where they they became easier. And then a year ago, I started getting inbounds, inbound video. And it's only the hottest companies out there that I'm getting. I'm not going to mention them all. But recently, Econo has joined that list. I have been getting from people I don't even know invitations (laughs) for meetings. And they're saying, join me in my Econo space. So you guys have joined that short list of of um, and it is a pretty short list of um, you know of, of the inbounds that I've been getting. Um, that's great. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Larry?
2: Yeah, just uh, you know, thanks for having us, Dave, Anna, Corey. Um, we, you know, we like talking to you because you always want to talk about the impacts of solutions on customers, and that's what we like talking about. We've been very blessed that our developers created a solution. It offered a whole lot of flexibility. It, uh, it We didn't even have to have spend selling. We don't have to go out and try to create problems for customers. We can go out and say, we can address what your issues are today. And um, inevitably, our solution can tackle something that's bothering that customer and help them enhance uh, some of the productivity that they need. So thanks for giving us that platform again.
0: Thank Jean? you. Gene?
1: Yeah, and I, um, well, first, I appreciate talking to people that get it, like that you see the possibilities that co spaces can bring, and that, you know, for me is, is one of the most exciting things about Econo, is what's going to happen next. Um, but then also just, uh, you know, thank you to you all, but also, Anna, for now, can I say we help your CTO sleep at night? Can we add this to, <laughs> 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 to our messaging?
4: I haven't even thought of that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, now let's hear from Corey. Tell us about this big AV Tweeps thing going on now.
3: Well, uh, first, uh, I've got to do um, a couple of shout-outs. First of all, uh, well, to all the good people at Econo, uh, who I know a good amount of them, um, you guys are all... You guys are all great. Uh, I think there are two birthdays out there, one being Econo's as well. So um, happy birthday, you guys. And you've come i guess I'll say you've come a long way in a short time. How does that sound, Gene? Sounds great. That sound good? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, you guys have uh, achieved a lot, and, uh, you know, that's uh, that's terrific. Now I promised a shout-out to – your CMO, Dave, Chrissy Gray, um, she actually reminded me to make sure. So, local <laughs> shout-out to Anna and a long-distance shout-out to Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy yes. is so, on Tuesday, as a matter of fact, uh, number one, it was my birthday. So, I had gotten a lot of birthday wishes on Facebook and LinkedIn. And, well, one person in particular knew it was my birthday, but the way this all started was a post on Twitter about how Starbucks never gets your name right. Uh, so anybody out there, if they've written your name on the cup and it's been butchered, um, well, there's a few people in the industry who can identify with that. So anyway, the way that it started was uh, Megan Powers, um, who's a good friend on Twitter, actually put up the, uh, the article... And I took a look at it, and I said, well, that's okay, because with my name, a hint, there's an E in it, because not a lot of people remember the E in my name. They spell it C-O-R-Y. Well, Melissa Dillman with Kramer Electronics is the next one in, and her comment is, I feel your pain, Melissa, (laughs) M-A-L-I-S-S-A. So, Melissa, we feel for you. And uh, Renee Dalton is next from AVI Systems. Renee spells her name R-E-N-E-A. So I can only imagine that that A never appears in her name. Renee Dalton, we feel for you. Okay. Uh, The next is John Green with Advanced AV. Now, John, I don't think it's his first name. It's his last name, G-R-E-E-N-E. So you can imagine how many people leave off the E. So he says, um, like, the color of money with an E at the end. So (laughs) he says, my dad had an extra 50 bucks, so he bought another vowel, um, was John's comment. The next is Josh Schrago, a good friend of mine. Um, Josh has a column. He's a blogger, Sound Reason. Uh, He says, I wish all of you luck in in correctly pronouncing Shrago. It's spelled S-R-A-G-O. Good luck, people. Good luck, Josh. Um, I wish you well with that. Uh, So everybody keeps chiming in. Now, the best part was when John Green telling everybody it's my birthday today, and he says, everyone send him a cack. So what happened is John ran out of the 141st character, And so instead of C-A-K-E, it ended up being C-A-K. Well, of course, we started running with that and making fun of the fact that everybody's getting me a CAC. So we (laughs) continued on with that. And the whole thing just I I think this went on for like an hour. Um, Well, the last guy in was Craig McCormack uh, from Commercial Integrator. And Craig's problem is both of his names get misspelled. Uh, Craig, not Greg, McCormack, M-A-C, capital C-O-R-M-A-C-K. So um, Craig has it on both ends. Um, So what I've titled this is essentially what's in a hashtag AV name. So if you've got a name that is constantly misspelled, you have a hashtag AV name. Now, uh, Gene, let me ask you. Do you have a hashtag AV name?
1: Uh, completely. Do I have your extra E? Everyone always gives me your extra E, Corey, and thinks that I'm a man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Larry, does anybody ever forget the T?
2: Uh, it's, it's it's more than that. It's <clears throat> I'm Satterfield, and it's always Satisfield. And I, I can't figure out.
3: <laughs> How does <That's> that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think everybody in this room must experience it Anna do they put two t's two n's in your
0: name
4: Absolutely Everything Uh-huh
3: <laughs> oh,
0: Uh-huh quick, quick confessional the the first 6 months I worked with Anna I was calling her Anna It's it's the New Jersey accent <laughs> That's how you pronounce Anna in New Jersey you pronounce it Anna and she was too nice to tell me
3: <laughs> um, Yeah well you see I know better because I was out with Anna and Chrissy the other day and we were talking Bronx, right, Anna? That's right. Well, if you come from the Bronx, your name's Anna, okay? <laughs> so that's how you'll know from now on, David.
0: Oh, and one other quick confessional. In, in our last podcast, I gave a shout-out to Gene to and Larry, and it took at least three takes to get Russauer pronounced right. <laughs> I got it at the end. I got it at the end. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, I get a uh, lot of Rose Aver as well. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm always spelling both of my names, so it's a habit
0: at this point. My only question is, who uses their real name at Starbucks anyway? I'm always Ringo Starr. And they never get the second R. (laughs) They always pronounce Star
3: wrong. They always spell Star wrong. Well, start using John Doe. Maybe they'll spell that right.
0: All right. Well, with that, I want to thank everyone for showing up. This was a lot of fun today. Um, And I think very informative as well. I've I wrote the agenda, and and I was surprised by what happened. I I learned a lot today. So thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for showing up. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thanks to our audience for for sticking through and listening. Um, Please check us out at letsdovideo.com, and stay tuned for the next one.